Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Creative Vision Project, a podcast interviewing Columbus creatives on how they use their skills and talents to make something great. I'm your host, Zach Ferencheck, a current emerging media student at Capital University. Today's guest is Drew Schaefer. He's the owner of Schaefer Productions, a freelance photography company based here in Columbus, Ohio. We were able to sit down the other day to talk about his creative process, how he started his company, and plans for the future. Without further ado, here's our conversation. Thank you so much for joining me, Drew. Welcome to the podcast. Um, how's it going, man? Going well, man. I mean, it's kind of crazy, like all the times that we're living in, but, you know, trying to stay creative and positive locked in my house. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So we're here today to talk a little bit about your photography, videography, but you do kind of more than that. Just your overall, I don't know, your creative pursuit. So I guess to start, before I label you myself, like, what do you consider yourself as? Like, are you a freelancer? Are you like, you know, a YouTube guy? Like, what is kind of your main thing you got going on right now? Um, I don't know what I would specifically label myself. Maybe like, like my elevator pitch to a lot of people is more like travel and concert videographer, photographer. Mm -hmm. Um, like if I had to sum it up in like 10 seconds, I guess it'd be kind of like a, that's what I would call myself. Gotcha. It's a weird question and a great question to start the inaugural episode of this podcast, (laughs) but (laughs) we're figuring it out for both of us as we go along here, I guess. Um, but yeah, videographer, photographer. I mean, that, that pretty much makes sense. Um, I guess I want to ask, you know, how did you get started with all of this stuff? Because I mean, I see some of your work and it's definitely nowhere near beginner. I mean, people are using it for wallpapers. It's being featured by, you know, Columbus, uh, Columbus's Twitter page, you know. So how did you start with all this stuff? Um, well, I started making videos um like in the sixth grade with my friends um and we would just kind of recreate like tv shows and movies and they're really stupid little home video stuff um and i really fell into like a love for videography then um and then as the years went on i just kind of kept making videos um my dad took us to costa rica when i was in high school and i got my first gopro and i made like a little travel film with that um, and it was okay. It's really bad. You can scroll through my YouTube and find it, um, but it's pretty bad. Um, and then took a film class uh, my senior year of high school, um, and that kind of like got me on the right track, I would say. And I was like, all right, this is something I really want to do. But then I went to college, um, and I should forewarn you, I am wearing an Otterbein lacrosse sweatshirt. Oh, man. All right. It's over. We're wrapping it up. <laughs> I was like, I have to do this. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so I went to Otterbein, which is Capital's rival to play right. lacrosse. So for those who don't know, Capital and Otterbein, they have a pretty big rivalry going on, these crosstown Columbus schools. Um, but that's okay. We're friends today. Yeah, we're, we're cool now. But, uh, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so I went to Otterbein to play lacrosse. Um, and I was actually like a pre-law major in my first year, um, cause I didn't really think that, uh, you could really make money doing video. And then my sophomore year, I got my seventh concussion 
Um, so I had to stop playing, stop playing games and practice and stop playing altogether. But I became like a, like a team manager of the team. Um, and I just started making videos for the team, um, and stuff like that. And then it kind of grew. And then I was like sitting in my dorm room, like all depressed and whatever. Cause I, you know, you kind of lose your sense of identity when you play a sport your whole life and now you don't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm what I'm sitting there and I'm watching these, my buddy sends me these videos from the chain smokers. And he's like, man, you got to see these videos. These are unreal. So I start watching them and I'm like, yeah, this is, this is something I want to do. And the people, the guys that were making them, I've been fortunate enough to meet a couple times, which is really cool. Kind of meet your heroes. Oh yeah. Um, so I saw those videos that were made by Rory Kramer and Chris Yoder. And then I was like, this is something I want to do. So I just started hitting up like local DJs. Um, and at the same time, I was also like creating my own little film company with five guys from high school. Um, but the DJs thing kind of started off as shooting for like local people shooting for free. Um, I did a lot of stuff for free. Um, and then I kind of got picked up by a more relevant, big, bigger DJ from Columbus. His name's corrupt. Um, and he was like, Hey man, I'm got a couple shows. So I filmed a couple shows for him in Columbus. And then he's like, Hey, I'm going to go to Mexico to play a festival. You want to come with? And I was like, Hell yeah, I want to go with. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. And that was a really cool, uh, experience. There was like, they took us out on a yacht. We had like great food. We stayed at like a Weston. So that was, it was a really cool experience. I actually didn't really like make any money on that trip, but I'd say like the experience paid for itself. Um, and I met like a lot of people made like a lot of connections. Um, and then it kind of just started growing from there to be honest. And then, um, the company that hosted the festival, um, in Mexico is, is called prime social group and they're based out of Columbus. And then they eventually brought me on to be like their head of video. Um, and for like the next three years, I basically just followed the owner, Adam around any, like anywhere he went, we went to New York a couple of times. Um, I'd go to like Nashville, anywhere, like anywhere with, that he went with like a festival, like I would kind of follow him around. Um, and that was really cool. And now I'm kind of like branching off doing my own thing. So that's kind of like the quick version of it, I guess. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. That's awesome. How, you know, those little connections and just along the way you've really kind of carved out a niche for yourself which is fantastic yeah and then i met aiden sneaking on stage at a festival and then we became friends <laughs> oh wow <laughs> very nice very nice um i'm trying to think where i want to pick off from there i guess i'll pivot to this and you know forgive me if you already mentioned this but you mentioned that um you started off doing just free work and now you know you have Schaefer Productions an entire um you know company how when and how did you pivot from doing that free work to you know treating it as like a paid business and you started making some money seeing some return on investment for this thing that's a good question um so I was doing a lot of free work for like the DJ stuff because I knew that was something I wanted to do. Um, so that I was doing for free for like a while. Um, but the business stuff, I, we never, when we started Schaefer Productions, we never did anything free. 
because um, mm. you know because we wanted to be a business we had a very low price back then um but we never like gave away work for free like as a business but um we definitely like undersell ourselves um when we were first starting out because we just wanted gigs like hey we'll do a video for you for like a hundred bucks which is insanely low but um right. <laughs> you, know, you got to get your name and your company's name out there somehow um like our first contract that we did uh we were contracted to do like a hundred videos for get air trampoline parks um and that price was so so low compared to what it is now but um, we eventually turned that 100 videos into like 50 videos plus two TV commercials. Um, mm-hmm. So it kind of worked out. Like we got to do a commercial and it was on like ESPN and Comedy Central and we couldn't afford actors back then. So we used ourselves. Um, so that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, so I had like the rest of the boys like film me and like a couple other guys and we were essentially like the actors in our own video because um, we were like just starting out. But Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess to answer your question, the Drew, there's Schaefer Productions, and then there's Drew Schaefer, and Drew Schaefer, me personally, I would do a lot of work for free for like the DJ stuff because I knew it was something I wanted to do, but mm-hmm. the business aspect, we we never really like gave anything away for free. I got you, and that's a good, and that's an interesting point that you bring up, kind of that differentiation between yourself and your company because i don't know i feel like for some people they kind of it's kind of one in the same in a way it's kind of it's it's all such a blurred line these days it seems like at least consumer facing with you know the hop to digital media social media it, you know it's all online now people are i don't know personalities and influencers which kind of brings me to another interesting point um so as part of my research, I came up, stumbled upon a little video that you made um, about TikTok and, you know, why it's why you should be investing in it. So for those people who had not seen the video, besides the fact that it's free, which I think you mentioned once or twice. Yeah, um, that's the running joke of the video. <laughs> yeah. Um, why should, you know, brands or creators, um, you know, invest in this new platform? Or not so new, but still a little young, I guess. Well, I think any anyone that's trying to make it in the social media world right now better be on TikTok because it's new, it's a fresh, you know, uh, social media platform, and its organic growth um, is just insane right now. Like, I'll post a video of a chicken just <laughs> clucking at my like cousin's farm, and it'll get a thousand views, and then. It's also kind of weird too. You'll post like this cinematic, like super cool video and you might get half that much on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. So like if you're looking for like a platform, it's it's kind of like it's in its phase of like where Instagram was when we were in like freshman year. You know, right. everyone like no one older than us was using Instagram. It was like all us and everyone's like, oh, Instagram's for kids, whatever. And now it's kind of like caught up. Um, yeah. And TikTok's kind of like the new Vine too and um and a lot of their a lot of things about tiktok i can't really explain i don't think anyone i don't think <laughs> anyone either can. <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's basically tiktok is like the wild west of social media right now and you might stumble upon gold digging in the mountains 
on TikTok, so you better be on it. Um, if you're yeah. any sort of creative or a comedian, like my buddy is a comedian, or he's he's a very funny kid and he's trying to get into comedy. I'm like, dude, you gotta be on TikTok, man. Like your voice impressions, your comedy, like you gotta be on there. And then and then like for instance, Aiden, he just posted a video on TikTok of his grandma like dropping off food and he got one point like four million views and you can't explain that. You're like, what oh in gosh. the world? Yeah. yeah. So I mean videos that take you 30 seconds to edit might get millions of views on TikTok, and then it's really annoying because you'll work for three months on a video put it on youtube and you get 500 views so right if you're looking for some organic growth that's fast and it's not like too i wouldn't say i'm not going to say it's not difficult but you don't have to put in like the crazy amount of effort that you do you're for not YouTube. whipping out the adobe programs that's for sure <laughs> right right so i think it's really important right now um, and it, I think it's just important if you're a creative to be on all social media platforms. Like I said, the video, it's free. So like, why not use it? Yeah. Um, and if you're able to grow on there and build an audience, you can bring that audience to your other social media platforms and, and grow your personal brand or maybe you have a company. Um, so that's why I think it's important. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that that's a really good point you made with the, you know, the parallels to Instagram, which is something that I guess you know, me and maybe you could speak to this too, just being, you know, kind of the younger generation growing up with this stuff, you don't really realize how much it really is changing the whole kind of game, so to speak, for creators, you know, companies, you know, you know any organization, I guess, can really, you know, invest in this stuff and, and get big, like, even, even like, I think the Washington Post, I saw just some random reporter just started you know, putting videos up and now it's kind of getting them some traction. So it's, it's definitely interesting. And I, I'm really kind of excited as an emerging media student, <laughs> just to kind of see how it develops. I think it'll be here to stay unlike Vine. But yeah, I do too. I think it'll stick around Vine. I, I is still kind of wild that that dropped off. But TikTok seems to have a lot more engagement. Um, and more dedicated users. All, like in its same time frame as vine right now so mm -hmm. i think it'll be here to stay too definitely um let's see where where do we want to go next here um i guess kind of you know let's pivot this way um i noticed also on your website well first of all the prints they're like beautiful man like you know i will put the link to the website in the show notes um Definitely check it out. Check out his prints. They're really good stuff. But besides that, which I guess is a somewhat expected for a photographer, videographer, you have also a clothing line, which is really interesting. <laughs> tell me a little bit about that. I, I see the naming. Kind of tell me about the product choice, the logo. I saw you had um, those coordinates on the sleeves and then your name. Like, Tell me a little bit about the inspiration behind that. Um, so actually those shirts, I wouldn't even say we have a clothing line. I mean, I guess we do, but I didn't right. intend on to make one. So <laughs> yeah. we, we made these shirts called perspective, um, cause our logo is an SP for Schaefer productions and perspective, like the word, the letters S and P are close together. So we put our logo in the word perspective. Um, cause I used to, my dad was my lacrosse coach growing up and he always used to say like, you need to change your attitude, change your perspective. Um, mm -hmm. so we put it into a shirt 
Um, and the shirt is actually a marketing tactic. We didn't even intend on really selling them. Um, and I was like, if someone wants to buy it, go for it. But we actually gave away like a hundred shirts free. And in the and when you get the shirt, um, there's a little card in the shirt, and it would it would say like use promo code Chafe Pro for twenty percent off your print order. Um, oh, okay. Because we were trying to like promote our print store um, and get people to like look at our prints, and also like it's a cool shirt, and someone wearing that shirt, um, you know, is a walking billboard for us. Yeah. So, I was like, hey, screw it. And our buddy's grandma owns like a t-shirt print store. So it was really not that much money to do. Um, and I thought it was just kind of a cool idea. And we literally went around and hand delivered all these shirts with those promo cards and like these cool like bags to people um, for like a couple days. Um, and we just tried to drive people to our print store and make it aware that we we sell prints. So, nice. so yeah, the- Clothing line didn't really, it happened, like, we, I guess we have one, but it wasn't intended that way. Right, right. That's really interesting, though. I don't, you know, people don't really think about that, but yeah, that, you know, it really is just marketing, just walking around. Um, what are the coordinates then? I don't know, my curiosity is killing me now. It's just the coordinates for, like, downtown Columbus. Oh, <laughs> nice. Very nice, though. Um so I guess we can kind of pivot there. Um, some of your shots of downtown Columbus. Um, I wish I could pull up this one and show you. But I guess talk to me a little bit about those. You know, I don't know, a little bit of like a little bit about your process, I guess, is what I'm trying to ask, you know, and maybe some of the gear you use, um, okay. how a shoot kind of comes together, because we see the final product, which is, you know, again, it's beautiful. Um, but we don't see what kind of goes into that. So, well, the first round of photos I did, I woke, I couldn't sleep, and it was like two thirty in the morning, and I looked outside, and there was just these fat, thick snowflakes falling. So I was like, okay, I I gotta go downtown. So I went by myself in the middle of downtown, which is really cool because there was like no other cars, no people, and I was literally just walking around, and I use a Sony A seven R three which is a mirrorless camera. And then I was using a wide angle landscape lens, uh, which is a 16 to 35 millimeter. Um, so I, that's kind of my go-to um, gear for that kind of thing. Um, and I basically was just walking around downtown and driving around in my car, um, just snapping off photos and then immediately went home and started editing in Lightroom and then I put them on my story because I actually didn't think anyone would like them. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I didn't even post them right away. Um, Well, I put them on Twitter. Sorry. Posted them on Twitter, put them on Instagram story um, and they just blew up. It was kind of like Johnny Dixon, like the NFL player for the Cardinals that played at Ohio State. I think one of my like top five fans, he messages me every time I post photos. He's like, dude, these are sick. Um, oh my gosh. So I started getting like some big accounts that were retweeting them and favoriting them. So that was really cool. Um, then I was like, okay, I should probably put these on Instagram. And that quickly at the time became like my most liked photos ever. Um, they eventually got surpassed by another photo. But um, yeah, the Twitter one, I think it had like almost 
half a million engagements or something. Wow. Like that's amazing. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then I was like, okay, I kind of got the idea that, you know, people want to see things that they see every day, but in a, like a cooler way, maybe. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, people probably see these streets. Um, people see these streets all the time, but you know, they've never seen it in a photo, maybe quite like this. Um, so then I went out again and I did it again, but I brought my business partner and best friend, Jack. And I was like, bring an umbrella. Uh, we're going to go take some like stage photos, but it won't look staged. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, every time it snowed after that, I would just go back out and take more photos of Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's awesome. I think that's the one that I must have saw then um, from City of Columbus on Twitter. I think it's like at Columbus Gov and like I can't find it. Um, but yeah, that's that's really cool, man. That's awesome. I think, you know, that was I'm guessing that was maybe like one of our first big snows of like the season. We didn't really have a big snow this year, but I think people were really itching for that. And you definitely like the whole like snow in Columbus <laughs> kind of um, idea. And I don't know, people really latched on. That's really cool to hear, though. Yeah, there was. Um, and it's and we would do it so fast, like it'd start to snow and I would immediately like call Jack and be like, dude, we have to go now because in Columbus, for those of you that aren't from Columbus, it'll snow and then it'll melt like in 30 minutes. So there's a yeah. really quick time frame. Like you can't really like sit around and wait. And we did those snow photos and then I immediately had to go shoot a concert with Aiden like right after. So I went from like shooting the snow photos in Columbus to like shooting a concert 20 minutes later. So that was kind oh of my funny. gosh. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> That is really cool, though. Um, so let's see. I, For the fellow video um, creators and photographers out here, I'll be the first to admit I'm not too kind of knowledgeable about this stuff. But if you could talk again about the gear you use, like do you use any drones? I noticed how you said you first started with a GoPro. Kind of talk about the progression of gear um, and kind of your ideologies about, about what you use. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the first camera I ever had was a camera that would record all the video to a videotape. Uh, and that was in the sixth grade and that was wild. And there was no editing back then. So like if we wanted, um, like music in our video, we'd have to like play it and then we would pause it. It was super weird. Oh, but, uh, um, anyways, then we moved on to like in high school, I got a GoPro, like a lot of people, um, that kind of set me in the direction of filmmaking, which is really cool because those things are waterproof and they shoot pretty high res images. So started with a GoPro and then eventually kind of worked my way up and I got a DSLR, uh, a Canon T3i, which is a really good starter camera. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I got a Canon T6i. Um, I got a Canon T6i and it's a really good starter camera. The screen flips out. You could vlog with it. You could shoot 1080 video. Um, I actually... Um, used that for a, a lot of projects for a long time and then I eventually sold it. But um, so I used that for a while. Um, we got a drone uh, that like when I was first starting, I got a, a drone, which is a DJI Phantom 3. Um, I'm currently sitting at my sixth drone because I crash them all the time. Um, if you're investing into a drone, just know that you're going to crash it. Um, <laughs> my business partner, Jack, gets pretty upset because he's like the financial part of the company. Mm -hmm. And I'll call him and be like, hey, man, I uh, crashed another one. He's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> um, 
So that's kind of funny. But um, now I, I have a much more professional setup. I use a Sony a7R 3 as like my main camera um, with a variety of lenses. Uh, my favorite is the one I talked about earlier, like the 16 to 35. It's nice and wide. Um, and then we have a, a drone. Uh, I have a DJI Mavic Pro 1. Um, looking to upgrade the drones soon when all this is over. Um, and then we just recently upgraded a lot of our microphone equipment. Uh, we have Rode mics, um, which are really nice for like interviews or YouTube or anything like that. We use a lot of lighting gear. Um, i trying to think of what else. Um, I have a glide cam, which is like a stabilizer. You put your camera on top of it and it stabilizes all your footage. Um, there's a couple different kinds that people use. Like Aiden, for instance, he uses like a Ronin, a DJI Ronin, which is like um, you charge it and it mechanically like stabilizes the image. Mine is a glide cam and it doesn't require to be charged. It kind of just uh, has like a, a ball gimbal in it and it balances it. Um, it's just all preference. Um, I'm trying to think what else I use. People ask me all the time what gear I use. Um, you, have you ever made a video? I feel like you should make a video just showcasing all this stuff. Like people really should. See that. Me, you know, me and Aiden actually made a video like what's in our camera bags. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, I just didn't think it was like good enough. Like on both our parts, I thought me and him both mm-hmm. just like didn't do a very good job. So I was like, ah, I'm not going to post it. Um, oh, yeah. And I'm like super particular. So um, mm-hmm. I probably should just end up posting that. But yeah, I definitely need to make a video of what's in my camera bag. Because uh, I do get asked that a lot, but um, I don't have like a too crazy of a setup. I think, you know, I have two cameras, an A6, an A7R three, and then I have a Sony A6500, which an A6500 is a crop sensor camera, um, mm-hmm. and it shoots 4K, it shoots 1080, 20 meg, 20 megapixel photos. It really gets the job done. It's a nice backup if you ever needed it. Oh, okay. Um, so I probably have two cameras and six different kinds of lenses. I would say. Uh, drone, computer, laptop, um, that kind of thing. But nothing like too crazy. I don't have like a red camera, which is like basically a Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah, I've I've heard kind of from some YouTubers I follow. That is the, well, first of all, it's, it's very expensive, but it's like the cream of the crop, I'm guessing. But then again, not in this world. Just kind of exploring it a little bit, I guess. Um, yeah, a red camera is a little bit down the road. Um, but... Mm-hmm. Um, those things are definitely the cream of the crop. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that brings me to another point. Um, you kind of we talked about how you got started. We talked about your gear. I guess I'll frame it a few ways. But it, one, if you could start again, what would you be? What would you pick as like your first pickup for a camera to start? And then also just general advice for beginners, people who want to get into this sort of world you know videography photography um how do they even get started that's a good question um so you your first question was uh if i could do it again what equipment would i buy yeah like if you were just starting day one is today what are you gonna how are you gonna start that's a good question um honestly i kind of like the way i started originally because a lot of like i think you know, starting off small is definitely the move because it makes you appreciate your camera more. 
Um, and I see a lot of people that will go out and buy like these big expensive cameras and then they realize ah, maybe photography or videography isn't for me. And then you've got this just super expensive camera sitting on your shelf. Um, so if I had to start again, I'd probably, honestly, I kind of like the way I did it, you know, go GoPro to DSLR to Sony, like kind of worked my way up, kind of going from, you know, high school to college to the pros is mm-hmm. kind of what I would translate that to. Um, and I think anyone that starts in video or photo should not go out and buy the most expensive camera. I think buying a, a nice, you know, used Sony or Canon under like 600 bucks is the way to go. Um, just make sure you and see if it's really something that you actually like. Cause I've seen too many people go out and buy a big expensive camera and then not even use it. So I guess that would be my advice to anyone kind of starting out and start small, do some mm-hmm. jobs, work your way up, save up for the new, the bigger cameras. Gotcha. No, that, that's a good, that's definitely, you know, advice I've heard before, um, just from like YouTubers or even, uh, you know, other people I've interviewed. Um, so let's see what, I think that's, that's getting down to the last few questions here. Um, I'll ask this one, then I'll do one more um, in the interest of time. So is there anyone you look up to for this stuff? Like maybe a creative you look up to, a YouTuber, an influencer, or is it really just kind of you're doing doing your thing, you know? Um, yeah, I have a, I'd say I have a lot of people I look up to as far as... Um, Photography goes, I would say um, Chris Burkhardt is probably my favorite travel photographer, him and Jimmy Chin. Um, I look up to those guys as far as photography goes because um, they're always surfing or climbing a mountain, which I'm always down to do. I just got back from Colorado and we were climbing like the, this 14,000 foot mountain and then we snowboarded down like a chute and we had oh, to wow. dodge rocks and stuff. So I'm all nice. about like the adrenaline rush photographer, like stuff like that. So those guys really inspire me. And then if you're going for like concert videography, it's gotta be Rory Kramer, number one. And then Chris Yoder is right behind him. Um, are my two big inspirations for that. But as far as like being like trying to like do like business and stuff, I would say like Peter McKinnon, he's a big YouTuber, but he's also a great photographer, great videographer, um, and I really like look up to him as far as like, uh, I don't know. He has a great studio and he seems like a really nice guy and he's always, um, you know, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but as far as like business and YouTube goes, uh, I look up to him. Um, and then travel videography, um, you gotta go with Sam Coulter. He's the best. Um, he's the man. So yeah, I have a lot of a lot of inspirations and a lot of people I look up to. I've been fortunate enough I did get to meet Rory Kramer and Yoder and um, a couple other guys. So that was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And it's always nice when your heroes are as cool as you think, too. Yeah, definitely. Um, so my last question, and then we'll do our you know we'll do our outro here. Um, what's kind of how do I ask this? What's kind of the goal or like, where do you see this going? Are you going to do more freelance stuff, try to grow your company? 
you know, do more stuff with maybe PSG? Like, what do you got going on kind of in the foreseeable future? Um, so I actually left PSG a um, couple, I would say, when did I leave them? I think I left PSG back in the fall because um, mm-hmm. my business started to take off. Um, and we're starting to, we're actually, Schaefer Productions is getting bought out. Um, so we're, we're getting bought out by a marketing company in town called Zirconia Associates. And then mm-hmm. it's also my dad's company is also buying us out. So we've got like this kind of like two-way buyout almost. Um, okay. So the name Schaefer Productions is going to change. We're going to have an office soon, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, my business partner, Jack, won't have to do any more taxes or any invoices anymore, which he's really excited about. <laughs> yeah. Um, and when we started Schaefer Productions, there was actually five of us. Um, but um, we've whittled it down to just me and Jack for now. Um, the other guys were fine but they just it wasn't their thing anymore so mm-hmm. um we just kind of moved in a direction of me and him um and i'm hoping the future is pretty bright we want to be kind of like the uh i don't know how to explain it like our office is going to look like a north face store that does media so we kind of want to be like the travel media company of the world you know like if a travel agency calls which they have uh we want to be mm-hmm like the go-to people for that. Um, I think that's really exciting. Um, and I don't know if that's like the end all be all. I know I also have aspirations to be like a Hollywood director someday. Um, but for now the goal is to grow the company, grow the business, uh, here in Columbus, um, and just kind of see where, where it takes us. And if it takes us to Los Angeles or New York, then so be it. But I think that's kind of the plan, the plan right now. Gotcha. That's awesome. Great for you. Congrats on, you know, the buyout and the whole office and everything. Like, you're definitely, I mean, leveling up. <laughs> I, I don't know another a better way to say it, but that really is great to hear, man. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, been a long time, long time coming, um, but I think we're excited. At first, I was a little hesitant, but uh, then they started getting us, before this buyout even happened they started getting us some gigs that i couldn't turn down we did a video for facebook or we did an event for facebook sorry um and that was amazing um and i'm like okay if you guys are going to give me clients like facebook then i'm i can't say no so yeah um and it'll be much better and um jack will move kind of more into the strictly business role and i'll move into more of the creative director role uh, which is great because I like business, but I would much rather, you know, be filming and editing all day than answering clients' emails and whatever, which is fine. But um, I'm definitely better at, like, just hunkering down and killing it with the video stuff. Gotcha. Oh, that sounds good. And please continue to do it. Keep taking those snow pictures. I can't wait to see what you come up with in the summer, too. Definitely get some Columbus pics for my wallpaper in the summer <laughs> but uh, yeah I'll definitely when next time there's some crazy weather i'll definitely try when it was thunderstorming the other night i was like man that'd be kind of cool if i could get like a columbus with lightning photo but oh my gosh yeah definitely um all right well that's all the time we have um thank you so much for joining me drew thank you to everyone who listens to my inaugural episode um and yeah hopefully i can do more of this stuff um 
but yeah, outro. Everyone have a fantastic day. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Um, and uh, excited to see where your podcast goes, man. Thank you so much.